Okay, so um, today I'm here at the JAX conference uh, in Germany, and I've met Wille Ingmann. Um, hi, Wille. Hey, hey um, guys. Yeah. So he is with Vardin, um, originally in Finland, um, Helsinki, I guess. Yeah, in the headquarters actually is in Turku. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, southern Finland, anyways. Yeah. Okay, from from here, uh, from this side of the Baltic Sea, it's oh, it's yes. all the yes, same area. All correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're with Vardin. Um, and Vardin um, has some nice, uh, how do you call it, library, uh, software uh, framework, UI framework um, that actually yeah. is bundled with Liferay. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why you are here and we're talking. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So exactly. what's it all about and why is this funny spelling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so what's it all about? So basically, yeah, Vardin, I think, you know, Vardin as a web application framework and Liferay, they fit very well together. Obviously, that's one of the reasons why why you guys bundled bundled it in in the first place. So, um, yeah. So, the funny spelling for Vardin, you mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, you know, it's the whole product is from Finland, so there has to be some feedback, mm -hmm. uh, call back back to Finland. So, it's actually a Finnish name, Finnish mm -hmm. name for female reindeer. So, when I when all the geeks look at our logo, they, they, now they can see the horns and the nose. Okay. Logo. <laughs> Now I understand your logo a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Not too mysterious anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll make sure to include a, um, an image of this in the show notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Probably better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you just listening uh, with no visuals right now, it's made up of a curly brace and a V. Yeah. Um, and now get your head spinning and think of uh, how that might resemble a reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the geeks will see that when they see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not smiling the reindeer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, enough hints. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Vadin came into Liferay a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think as far as I'm concerned, it was always in. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of gives away how long I am with Liferay. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was in in 5.2 and I'm not aware of any earlier. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the exact version numbers anymore, but I think you're pretty correct on that. So, a few years back, um, it got in there. Yeah. I think I think the uh, the original talks actually started in 2009 Java One or something, mm -hmm. and 2010 somewhat. I think we uh, made the, made the combination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, the uh, well, Liferay as a portal is kind of agnostic to user interface programming. Um, uh, we come with JSP. We work well with JSF. Um, and various other component libraries or other front end. What's Vardin about? What's the difference? Why should I choose Vardin or when should I choose Vardin uh, versus any of the other? Like, what's the unique selling proposition there? Yeah, this is actually the most important one for for all Java architects when choosing uh, a web framework for their applications. So, so Vardin is really meant for single page applications or single ported applications, something that you normally uh, see on a desktop um, desktop clients built with Swing or, or SVT or something like that. So so when you have an installment with Liferay and you have some parts in your system where you have this uh, data-centric, uh, high interactivity in in your portlet, so basically that's the world where Varden fits very well. Normally, these are some administrative tools or some uh, business process tools, uh, backbone, backbone software where people use to run their businesses with. That's quite mm -hmm. typical area where Vardin fits very well. 
Um, on the other side, if yeah, you can go with JSP, for example. But I would I would say that that's you know uh, that approach fits to content centric part. So it, if you have to list some relatively static content uh, as a web page, more or less, that people browse through and uh, navigate through links and you know things like that. You know, that's for JSP and low-level frameworks like Wicked or something. But when you go to application side, parting can save you a lot of, save your nerves, basically. Keep mm -hmm. you out of trouble <laughs> when doing some more tricky stuff, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, my, uh, the way I typically describe Vardin to, to those who do not really know, um, like, what do they do with them, uh, with it, is I describe the user interface Uh, metaphor that you have or not metaphor but uh, the the way you to to think and program your user interface as think gwt um mm -hmm. think swing mm -hmm. um so yeah. you build dialog boxes controls and so on uh, yeah. just like you do in in java and it all gets compiled down to js uh, to javascript mm, yeah. um and is that remotely correct or yeah, uh, is that, yeah, that is remotely yeah that is remotely correct so so basically what Warren is what is the server side server-side solution. So actually the programming model is almost identical to Swing, so it's really familiar for Java guys. Like we are, we are Java guys, so that's why we have this approach. And basically on the server-side we just, you know, pick some components from the body library, like a button or a table. Um, all Java code, all together, we put them to a layout. We declare event listeners to the components, so if someone clicks a button on the browser, there comes an event to my Java code. So basically, this server-side component API that the developer is using, behind the scenes, Vardin takes care of all the HXified communications between the client and the, and the server and how the actual UI is rendered on different browsers and uh, so that everything is consistent. And we rely on Google Web Toolkits on the client side. So basically, the Quit compiler is, is the savior for us. Um, from the Quit family, mm -hmm. so so Vardin actually Vardin actually ships with Google Web Toolkits already built in that. So nowadays, if you have an existing Quit project, you can take the Vardin libraries in, drop them there, and you can still continue working as is. Okay, so quite similar, so to say, mm. uh, uh, just an extension in thinking, but in execution, there's a big difference. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is, um, as far as I know, you go back to the server side, you uh, basically use uh, GWT for front-end rendering um, and go back to the server for actual interaction between the components. Uh, always or sometimes? Or uh, like, what's the story there? Yeah, it's pretty much so that the default behavior in Vardin is that we always go back to the server and ask what's going on. So... That also means that uh, with every request that comes from the client to the to the server, you can basically change everything you have on the screen at that moment. And you can do checks from a database or whatever you have to do um, to get the proper response to the client. Uh, this is always actually one of the most um, common questions that we got, for example, here in the JAX conference uh, at our booth. You know, how is Vardy more chatty than the client side? pure quit client-side solution. Um, well, I've seen some interesting numbers, actually, from a few blog posts, and you can, you know, when you start to think about that, um, a good rule of thumb is so that if you have 
some use case where quit solution would need seven callbacks to the server to get some data and store data and, and all that, Vardin would probably need, need 10 for the same thing. So actually the difference isn't that, isn't that big. Mm-hmm. And and all the communications that we have in Vardin, they are really, really small and snappy requests. So there's nothing you know dramatic going in between. So uh, really small, small digs basically. Okay. Is there any um, any specific um, like uh, benchmark that you created? Um, anything that you could uh, relay? Uh, yeah, uh, point us to to actually see how it's performing. We could monitor the um, the the traffic. Mm, yeah, there's. Um, let me think about that. So basically. Um, We did some benchmarks ourselves uh, some time ago. Um, if you go to Vardin.com blog post and search for quick tickets, uh, there's some performance tests that we did. And um, from those tests, I can say pretty much that uh, the rule of thumb is, is that if you go to Amazon Cloud and take the large instance from Amazon, you know, one web node basically with one web application can serve around 10,000 concurrent users. So it's already a pretty big number. And when we are talking about business application context where Vardin is mostly used, this has never been actually a bottleneck as a web application itself. So it's always the database, basically, you mm-hmm. know, that causes you know, some performance uh, issues or, or delays. So I think that uh, you know, in the future, actually, when we are introducing the server push as well to Vardin, 7.1, that should be out in four weeks or so, you can actually change your mindset a bit, how you build your um, Vardin UI so if you have a slow backend. So basically you can you know, start rendering partly the UI, basically give uh, a notification on the, on the screen that, okay, you know, I'm loading, so just you know, take it easy. And the server push immediately give, gives the response back when it comes from the, from the backend. So that's actually pretty nice you know, change in the possibility for these uh, heavy application developers. I mean, developers for heavy applications. <laughs> and um, yeah, other, other performance uh, aspects. Uh, there was a really good talk in Devox, the worldwide weight. Um, they in, in, included Vardin in their benchmark. So that actually gives a pretty nice overview how Vardin performs. Uh, if I remember correctly, Vardin was the fastest um, server-side Java component solution out there. So JSF, for example, and Wicked were, you know, performing pretty badly in that sense. So, and the CPU that Vardin consumes, that's basically nothing. But the only thing that Vardin consumes is memory. <clears throat> so it's kind of up to your, you know, the size of your application, you know, how much memory do you eventually need on the server. But mm-hmm. that's pretty much the only thing that Vardin consumes if you have to point one. Yeah. Okay. Um, sounds good. Um, sounds like um, I'll have to try it. So, <laughs> well, to give it away, I did try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did try already, but uh, yeah, I'm rarely doing um, this type of applications that it uh, literally is well, uh, well suited for, like uh, the business applications. Um, and as you gave it, uh, or as you phrased it, uh, the uh, business applications are kind of a different ballpark typically than uh, the anonymous web browsing. Um, mm-hmm. So all of the interactive applications are 
well, typically have a quite uh, quite a lot lower number of concurrent users uh, by default um, than any of the uh, browse content um, applications. Um, we'll see if, uh, well, I'd be happy to include the link to the DevOx um, presentation um, yeah. and all of that material as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, I'm, and I'm really curious to, to read that uh, by myself uh, because I think I, um, I've heard those questions uh, quite often in our trainings and developer trainings, but isn't it that slow? Is there any performance uh, uh, overhead and so on? So you, you gave me some nice food um, for thought and for the, uh, the next answers there. Um, that being said, uh, during developer trainings, um, at least here in Europe, uh, you were so kind to provide us with the book of Varin, mm -hmm. uh, with a big box, actually with several big boxes now, and they're quite popular um, right. to hand them out in, in trainings. Um, and we recently got a new shipment, a new color, a new version, that is Varin 7, yes. uh, which is out for a while now. Mm -hmm. um, but Liferay is still, as Liferay is not yet updated, uh, Liferay is coming with an older version that is, as far as I know, six dot something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a yeah, that's a bit outdated already. And you know, some other things for for Liferay users and Vardin. So basically, one of the one really good tool for Vardin users is basically this um, control panel for Vardin in Liferay. That's mm -hmm. an add-on as well. So basically, that's a really convenient tool when you can on a Liferay level handle the widget set compilations and the theme resources so that you don't actually have to uh, you know pack the same resources for every port let's separately and um, that's a really really good tool to have around if you have multiple portlets uh, running at the same page in library for example mm -hmm. and um, that's actually um, pretty nice so uh, this um, we did the first version for Vardin 6, and now we have uh, a partner in Finland called Arcusus, and they actually took that over. They're really heavy on, on Liferay. Uh, I guess they're Liferay partners, if I remember. They're Liferay partners as yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So they, they are really Vardin fanboys as well. So they too were, were you know, happy to take that control panel uh, from us, so they'll probably release... I've already seen a few previews already for the Vardin 7s, supporting control panel so i think that will be out in a few weeks or something mm -hmm. so definitely one tool for for varden library developers are you aware where we can find that um yeah i think there's been some uh, i've only seen some twitter messages and all but when it get, really gets out uh, it will definitely be in varden blogs and and everything so uh We'll shout it out loud <laughs> when it comes out. Okay, yeah, definitely. We'll see if it'll be available on the marketplace as well. That's uh, what I just yeah, uh, it should, that's thought of. Yeah. But I don't know how it will be handled by the security manager. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see that. Uh, the security manager plays with this. And, uh, well, if you can get it there or if you can get it there a bit later. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you aware of a story uh, of how to upgrade Vardin to the latest version? Which version would I actually want to use? Uh, probably the latest. Um, but are you aware of the upgrade story there? Can I just replace uh, the bundled Vardin jar with the new one and everything will continue to work that I did? Or uh, what's the upgrade story? Is Vardin 7 backward compatible? Yeah, well, yeah, talking about migration from Vardin 6 to Vardin 7, yeah. So basically, it's actually pretty up to your, your own application what you've done there. So, so Vardin 7 is actually a version uh, 
that we allowed us to break the backward compati- compatibility a bit. Basically for the sole reason that we removed these um, you know, parts that can be considered as legacy or even chunk code. You know, There's mm-hmm. quite a lot of fighting in Vardin 6 that we can even support IE6 and Internet Explorer 7. So that's that has been a pretty crazy ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we dropped dropped support for those, so that actually enabled us to, you know, let the browsers do what the browsers should be doing, because these old browsers does, they simply didn't do their work. So we had to do quite a lot of calculations on screen rendering and layouting and and all that. So we decided to to drop the old ones. And now we basically changed quite a lot of stuff on on how the client side actually is behaving. Now it it works as it actually should be. So that being said, it's some it breaks a bit about on the backward compatibility. But if your existing Vardin Vardin six application is using only the default components and only the default look and feel, then the migration is basically just checking out the changed package names, probably, or changed method names. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing too dramatic. And there's a pretty good migration guide in Vardin.com, so you can actually see that, okay, you know what I should be doing. Um, the only thing that can, be, can become a bit heavy on the migration, if you have a huge application that relies heavily on custom custom client-side components that you have written yourself, so the mechanism in Vardin 7 is a bit different. Um, and if, uh, if you have a really customized theme that relies, again, on the DOM structure of the Vardin 6, 6 application, so that is different. So heavy theming, heavy client-side components, if you have these, then the migration can be a bit more heavy. But that's basically a question for you to ask yourself, uh, is this something that I really need to do or continue with Vardin 6. So Vardin 6 isn't dead, so we are mm-hmm. introducing new versions for Vardin 6 uh, still, so that's basically for the people that want to support the old browser sets. And Vardin 7 is uh, more more a foundation for the next five years, so mm-hmm. and that's entirely different than Vardin 6 can, can ever be. Oh, okay. So it sounds a bit like uh, you should know if you're an application developer or an actual Vardin uh, component developer. And if you're just using it for application stuff, then you're kind of safe, uh, mostly. Yeah, uh, that's that's how I would summarize it, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next thing is uh, similar to LifeRay. Uh, you are offering Vardin for free. Uh, what's the license in there? Yeah, Apache. Apache 2.0 mm-hmm. is the Vardin license. So basically, it's it's uh, symmetric to the Google Web tool- Toolkit license as well. Mm-hmm. So at the Vardin core, the library itself, it's business liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also similar to LifeRay, uh, you have built quite a well-sized company um, around the offering. Uh, so... Uh, do you want to speak about your business model? What are you doing there? What's your company like? Um, and uh, yeah, how do you organize that? How do you grow that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, the, the product itself is open source, um, but the company makes a living out of helping people. That's that's basically what we do. So it's support, it's consulting, it's services. Um, it's uh, that we have few so-called pro add-ons that cost a little money. Mm-hmm. For example, the Vardin charts for cool charting, uh, the Vardin touch kit for uh, writing mobile, mobile phone, uh, tablet applications. They have the mobile optimized widgets there, so kind of quite a lot of convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, convenience stuff for, for mobile developers. And then we have the VAR in test bench uh, for automating your UI regression testing. So these are basically some, you know, enterprisey mm-hmm. added value products to support the whole thing. So uh, that's that's pretty much, you know, where uh, the money comes from mm-hmm. to the company. Okay. Um, I think we have around 60 people right now. So we are distributed in uh, in Finland, uh, in Germany and US. So... Uh, a rough, rough, you know, number could be that around one third of the company are dedicated product product developers working on VAR in itself, working on pro add-ons, mm-hmm. and the rest of the people are more or less involved with actual customer cases, consulting, training, and all that. So one of the, I think, one of the biggest, uh, you know. Um, things for Vardin to be so successful is that we eat our own dog food constantly. So we are involved with real-world projects all the time. Our own consultants are there, so we use our own product to do what the customer wants. Mm -hmm. So that is, I think, one of the biggest reasons why Vardin is on the right track for business applications. I think that's a really good asset that we have. Okay. Uh, remind me a bit later um, to show you some image, uh, which is the illustration of the variation uh, that we choose for, uh, well, instead of eating our own dog food, mm-hmm. because we say we're drinking our own champagne. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Yeah. And, and I found a very nice illustration for that on tw- on Flickr. Okay, make um, sure you show me that. Yeah, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Awesome, um, awesome. Yeah, I'll change I'll change the the sentence right now. <laughs> Okay, uh, what did we forget? Uh, because we actually, well, we planned uh, doing this, but we didn't prepare a lot. So I don't have any big uh, list of notes in front of me. Uh, what did I forget to ask you? Mm, I guess um, I guess I could summarize a bit about the, what's what's hot and new right now for mm-hmm. Martin. So we already talked about the life rate world, about the control panel and all. Uh, I hope the Varden 7 will be actually in, included in the life rate as soon as possible. Um so the Varden 7.0 that got out around uh, one month, two months ago. And the next big thing is the 7.1 version that is uh, coming out in four weeks or so. And there we finally introduce a built-in server push. So that's actually, yeah, that's that's the thing, the biggest thing, I think, um, for mm-hmm. the next versions. Um, other cool picks about the Varden 7 I could, I could uh, point out here. We introduced the SAS mechanism for theming there, uh, the syntactically awesome style sheets, mm-hmm. so you can program your themes with variables and functions. So that is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we also introduced really good support for actually integrating uh, some uh, JavaScript widgets to Varding client side. So there's some, you know, millions of awesome JavaScript widgets and uh, little components out there. So uh, it's really convenient to integrate those to your Vardin application, wrap them in Java, and use that on the server side again, like you do with any with any other Vardin component. Mm-hmm. So I think those are, you know, the things on top of my head, basically. Okay. Uh, while you said that, I had another uh, question actually coming up, mm-hmm. um, which is about the open source part. Um, you have, uh, you said you have roughly 30 people working on the core product. Uh, what is the community like? 
Um, are you getting contributions from there? Uh, where are you hosting your code? Uh, like, can we fork it um, and and send pull requests, or uh, what's the mechanism there? Yeah, it's actually all everything is in Git uh, GitHub right now, so mm -hmm. uh, that's a really really good way. So we get quite quite a lot of contributions every now and then. Mostly they are basically patches for uh, existing bugs and bug reports. Mm -hmm. So um, we are really really keen to get all the feedback that we can. Um, the license model actually fights a bit against us, so we don't really know who is using what and for what. So, you know, we would really like to get uh, all the feedback from the actual users. If they really found a, find a bug, um, investigate that a bit and give us a, a small uh, bug report on that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, things like that we're really expecting. Um, yeah, quite a lot of contributions anyway, and it's basically hosted on Git. And you can get that from from Maven, for example. And uh, mm -hmm. okay, so all the all the regular suspects for uh, for getting hold of the of the software. Oh yes, yes, basically nothing nothing uh, exotic in a <laughs> sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for for Vardin uh, patches, for sending in Vardin patches, I guess I'll have to know some Java, and for some of the components, uh, I might need to know some JavaScript, right? Or is it just well fully java only and the rest is being handled by G gwt and uh, i'll have to use that one yeah the the latter one yeah. the latter one okay yes. just java yeah yeah we we uh we keep our, ourselves out of javascript that's what we do okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess um then at least all of my questions have been asked mm -hmm. um you've added your part uh Thanks a lot for being available. Yeah, hey, thank you so much for the nice nice chat. And yeah, um, yeah so basically, Vardin.com, learn tutorials, all mm -hmm. that. If someone wants to get started with uh, with Vardin on Liferay, you can, in the Vardin uh, plugin for Eclipse, you can actually pack your Vardin application directly as a portlet. So it's, um, it's really easy to get something up and running on Liferay. Mm -hmm. And we hope that we are able to do that even simpler Better, stronger, faster. <laughs> actually, like always. <laughs> actually, Liferay Life IDE also uh, in, includes a new project wizard uh, that allows you to just create a Vardin uh, portlet. Oh, yes. Awesome. Um, yes. So there are two options. Both is Eclipse-based, so uh, you probably can combine both of them. Yeah. Um, we'll see. So for the listeners, uh, sorry for the background noise. Um, I hope to get rid of that in post-production um, at least a bit. We try to find the quietest area um, here at Jax. It's the last day, so um, it's uh, there's a bit of breakdown uh, noise in the background, uh, which is mainly the catering. Uh, but this has been the quietest area um, that we could find. Um, so sorry for the background noise, but, um, well, I hope that the content uh, makes it all up. Yeah, okay. I hope so too. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for Thanks the for chats. being available. Yeah. And thank okay. you for your interest. <laughs> You're welcome.